This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to Salon Nerds Podcast. Thank you to our supporters. Please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Yo, 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 salam, nerds. It's your boy, Neebs, a.k.a. Watch with Neebs, and I'm here with my co-host, Jath, a.k.a. DJ Cannibal. <laughs> DJ Cannibal. What an episode, man. Oh, my God. Yo, it was wild, right? Oh, it was... Okay, I, I, I want to say it was so good, but not because it was so good. Like, it was evil it was villainous but so good yes yes so good but speaking of evil you know who's not evil our buddy ruzzy what up ruzzy welcome <laughs> what's back. up y'all wakanda forever, wakanda forever. Um, i love the shirt man the cool wu-tang shirt. wakanda i like that the, the brown panther has entered the, building. <laughs> <laughs> the brown panther well listen i love it listen. Very appropriate. Thanks for having me back. Ruzzy has been on almost every single episode of this show, and he is such like you know someone with so much respect and so much credentials. But we got kind of used to it because we had him on the show so many times (laughs) that like we don't even think about what a big deal he is. So you know what he does? Mm -hmm. He decides to get us somebody who's even a bigger deal than him. Welcome to the show, (laughs) Xander. So generous. Hi guys, so excited to be here. Oh my god, thank you so much for being on the show. So Ruzzy sent us this like uh, thing about you and we're like, whoa, this person sounds impressive and then you sent us a little bit of highlights and we're like, what? We gotta have this person on the show right now, right now. (laughs) You you gotta share a little bit of that with our audience. Tell them a little bit about you. Oh goodness, so well, um, I'm a law professor. So, oh, yeah, no big deal. Uh, well, I mean, it may seem like, wait, but then why are you interested in The Last of Us? Um, but my specialty within law is about law of the existential threats to the state. I mean, wow. pandemics would be right up there, along with climate change and the fall of democracy and, you know, stuff like of that. Course. <laughs> uh, but yeah, a few things that we're dealing yeah, with. <laughs> You think along that route. You would think that yeah, these things but, won't happen uh, as quickly as you think, but uh, <laughs> the last few years have <laughs> say otherwise. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, thank you for coming on our show. We are, we, we'd love to have you, and we are so excited to see what your input is. Is this going to be a fun show? Oh, we got some people in the comments welcoming you. April says hi. Oh, she also says you. crazy episode. Yeah. Right? right? Look for an episode to come in on. This one, this one, is, <laughs> a, Very this one is a wild one. This one is bananas. And 
there were a lot of times where like my heart was pounding in this episode because like I am one person who has not seen uh, or played the game. Ruzzy and Jazz have. Vander, have you played the game? I have okay, not. Okay, so you're the in the game, same with me. But I, yeah, because then I like it because then it's not quite spoiled. Yes. Um <laughs> But it sounds like it, there are these differences though between game, game, and now show. Yeah, there's a lot of differences. Yeah, totally. Like, I'm glad I didn't know what was happening because, oh my God, my heart was racing. My heart was racing in this episode. But we're going to get to that. We're going to get to uh, the meat of this episode a little bit later on. <laughs> too soon. Too soon. <laughs> too soon. Uh, so uh, let us grab your ear for a moment and we'll just start from the beginning. <laughs> Oh, oh man. So, wow. No pun intended. Part three. Part three. Part Listen, three. We didn't... Did that come from the pun yeah. book? <laughs> we didn't have the pun book. I had to make up for exactly. it. I had to make up for the pun book. Exactly. <laughs> That's what happened. All right. Um, so we meet this guy who is basically giving a sermon uh, in The Last of Us. And when you watch a lot of these zombies episodes, the uh the religious people they they usually don't end up being good guys <laughs> if you see like the last of us and then you compare it to like the walking dead and a few other places um you never see them um in a good spot until maybe you know they have a little character development or here or there um what did you guys think of when you guys saw the beginning shot where there were he was preaching saying all this stuff in the bible and then this girl is talking about someone who died I had no idea who that was. We find out later on who, who that was. I didn't know this colony or this collection of people were the same people that attacked Joel in, in that episode until later on. Um, but my thought was racing because I was like, who are these people? So, Rezzy, in the game, how does this usually come about uh, when you get into this part in the game? I think in the game, actually, your first introduction is the ambush. Um, and that's literally, I think, right? I think, Jazz, I think that's the introduction. So the whole backstory, we see none of this. Um, and I think you probably like hear them preaching um, somewhere in the background when you're in the, you know, when you're stuck uh, a little later um, and, and playing as Ellie. But in in this, it's um, it's a whole different ball game, And uh, you see this... Uh, um, preacher giving a name David uh, giving a chutzpah. Um, it was a very haram chutzpah. Um, but you have in the backdrop, you have this: "When we are in need, He shall provide." Right. That's one of the banners. And I remember when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, I remember this part in the game." But it was done in such a different way that I actually didn't know what to expect. I, I love this comment right yeah, here. Uh... <laughs> it's just, it's never good when a story starts with a verse from the Book of Revelation. <laughs> fair, fair. Oh damn! Jazz, what were you gonna say? <laughs> yeah, um, in the game, uh, I don't think it was ever mentioned that he was a preacher, oh. and so mm. yeah, this was all new-ish. Like we knew he was some kind of leader, but it never had like an explicit role for it and so seeing this twist here it was it was so good i was like oh that makes a lot of sense now and yeah, so there was some totally. symbolism and some hints of it in the game but now they've really expanded upon it and it adds more to his character and i thought it was great mm, very good Xander, what about you what were your thoughts well, as you say, when someone starts off um, preaching at the beginning of the show with revelations, the big banner, you know, when we are in need, he will provide. Mm -hmm. I, I was getting kind of those Walking Dead vibes. Yes, yes, Walking Dead. <laughs> mm -hmm. I was totally getting that. All right. Uh, so then we see uh, 
Ellie, and she is out hunting because Joel is still, you know, in the med bay, kind of just like healing from his wounds from that little patch job that she did uh, a little bit. So she's still healing. Uh, he's still healing. She goes out and she has to provide. So she is going out hunting. She is looking for rabbits. She finds this deer and then she shoots it. First shot. Got it. Even she can't believe it. She's like, whoa. 10 out of 10. What? Did that just happen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was awesome how she did yeah. it like just following exactly almost the same image yeah. as they did when when he was teaching her how yep. to shoot like she, you could just tell it was mm -hmm. blah, 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 like okay what did you tell don't tell me to do here i'm gonna do it oh crap right it like breathe like, squeeze <laughs> yeah. the trigger don't pull it yeah. squeeze it like yeah I, he she did the exact same yeah. thing she couldn't believe it worked uh and then she ran after the deer which is something you don't think about if you're not a hunter like you don't just shoot the deer and it just flops dead you got to go chase it afterwards it, it dies a few miles away or whatever even if you hit a deer with your car if you ever hit a deer with your car he gets up like nothing happened but eventually he'll die somewhere <laughs> along the way uh which i thought was really funny so she chases it um and then these two guys are over there from the beginning where we saw them with the bible and they are like should we just take it? <laughs> like, um, all right, let's just take it. No one's around. And then she does this really funny deep voice. <laughs> like, no one was falling for that. I, I thought that was really funny. Uh, the deep voice got me. She was like, I'm going to put water right between your eyes and buddy boy there too. <laughs> buddy boy. Uh, yeah. The buddy boy is what got me there, right? Like, it just sounded like, oh, I have to sound scary now. So I'm going to sound like I'm from a movie. I don't <laughs> Or bad. Like, oh, oh man. Yeah. And do you know who Buddy Boy is? Buddy Boy is the guy. Oh, you mean the real Joel? Troy yeah. Baker, a.k.a. Joel from the game. Very cool. I yep. lost my mind. Very, very cool. I knew it was coming, but I, when I saw I still, I was so excited. Yep, April, like James yes. and Troy Baker. Yep, yep, exactly. Yes. And then yes. she also said, uh, waiting for the providing versus acting upon the providing equal big difference. Okay. I don't know what that's mm. for. What is that in reference to? Says acting. We'll oh, okay, okay, got it, got it. Yeah. All right. So, okay, so this is what happened. She starts kind of saying, "Hey, I'm going to take this." I don't know how she was going to drag the uh, deer all the way back to her, but she was like, "Okay." They're like, "We have something. We can trade it with you." And she's like, "Oh shit, they have medicine. Do you have medicine?" And then I think it was James or David. I, don't, I forget which one is the is the leader. David, I believe. David. David he yeah. says. This is not a code. <laughs> you can just do what I tell you to do. Yeah. I thought that was yeah. really funny. <laughs> I thought that was funny. And then too. he goes, okay. Yeah, and good. then he goes and gets it. Um, and then, you know, they're like, oh, let's go into that cabin. Well, she's like, yeah, drag this thing with you. They go make a fire and they just wait. And then he goes into this long sermon talking about everything happens for a reason, uh, you know. And he says how he found God. And he's like, he found God after the apocalypse, which is either the best time to find him or the worst time to find him. So let's go around the table. Do you think that's the best time to find God or the worst time to find God in the ap apocalypse? I like how you point to me first. Um, <laughs> you know, actually, I think like, you know, being someone who is a person of faith, I feel like you would probably want to have it before the apocalypse. Um, and yeah, I could totally see it being a bad time to find God. Uh, you know, what I think of in, is um, a story from, you know, many of the, the Abrahamic traditions is how um, Pharaoh is drowning in the Red Sea um, after Moses part, you know, 
you know, had, had after, after he had parted the sea, he went across and Pharaoh came through and he was like, oh, I believe, right? And so I think like, that's kind of immediately what I went to and immediately what I thought of. It's like, okay, well, wherever you are in life, um, if you're going, like, if you literally see death right in front of you, right, is that when it's going to come? Is that when the, the uh, moment of faith will come? Obviously, everyone's faith journey is different, but I thought I, I couldn't wait to talk about this today. So I, I look forward to hearing mm. what other folks All say. Right. Xander, what about you? What are your thoughts about faith before or after the, uh, the apocalypse? Well, I would say better late than Ooh, never. Ooh, fair, um, fair. <laughs> yeah, totally. You know, 100%. If there, if there were going to be a time, I can see why that would be the time to do it. Um, but yeah, it's, um, this was a deep episode in a lot of ways. Like there's just, there's a lot of points that just gave me pause and I got so into what they said that I had to kind of snap myself out of it to Mm. then be like, wait, I'm watching the show. (laughs) Like what's next? (laughs) Um, but no, but that, like, that was one of them and, and some of the other ones too, which we'll get to later, but yeah. Jazz, what about you? Okay. One both sides make sense right like you find before the apocalypse you know god is pleased with you because you know you were always there good times and bad but then we find the bad times like oh cool you found me in your time of need great my biggest thing with the scene was when he said what he's like the verse that he said i don't know why but i got chills when i heard him speak it i'm like something's mm. off with this guy mm. and like I, I played the game like so maybe that's why but like i could feel that like they're trying to hint something here that he's not 100 percent with right in the head with what he's saying so i don't know did y'all feel anything similar to that i or? felt a little bit like that too i feel like the you know sometimes when people read the bible and they read it with the voice they get the hellstone like brimstone and fire kind of voice and you're like oh mm. something's gonna happen but for me i think it's better to have found God maybe after the apocalypse because what is in very short supply in the apocalypse is hope. And I feel like hope is something that like God can provide uh, in endless bounty that like nothing else can. Cause if you, in the world before the apocalypse, you have other things, you know, you have your family, you have all this stuff, but in the apocalypse, there's only death and you see your family being put through the worst. And in those times, like hope is so hard to hold on to. And I would very much like to see, like to see myself have a little bit of hope after I lose everything. That's my opinion. That's pretty deep. Yeah. That's that, that very profound. All right. So now let's talk about the killings. <laughs> so yeah, let's go, go to that. Let's go. Now we, do, we got that. On Great way. segue. Yeah. That's a- <laughs> so we find out while, David is talking to Ellie that everything happens for a reason. And he says that because, you know, he sent a search party to scrounge up for some food or whatever. And one of the persons was killed and he was killed by a man who was traveling with a little girl. And that's when every, that's where everything connects. That's when you're like, Oh shit. As someone who's not played the game. I am like freaking out. Cause I'm like, Oh crap, Ellie run, run. And then you see that Troy, um, is really there behind him with a gun and you're like oh crap what's going to happen now and then you see him kind of just give her the medicine and she just runs away which was very surprising so now i'm thinking okay david is a good guy he he is you know a so a man of faith <laughs> who is a good man and that's what i'm thinking at this point 
Um, how was that whole interaction for you guys, Jazz? You want to go first? <laughs> you know what they say, man. It's always the darkest before dawn, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> like, we were led to believe that this is going to be a good interaction, that everything's going to work out in the end. Uh, what I love what the directors did is they were like, oh, we're just going to take all of your expectations and just flip them on their head. And so the entire episode, you will have scenes where you're like, oh, I know what's going to happen. I know what's going to happen. And it never happens. And instead, something else happens. It was like, oh, that was so good. Yeah. And so, the other thing that's surprising yeah. is that Ellie just takes the medicine and uses it. Like, I was like, do you just trust that? Like, Xander, what do you think? Would you just trust medicine <laughs> some random guy gave you and just stick it in places? <laughs> I mean, well, I think it just shows her level of desperation, yeah. right? But like, yeah. that was also one serious needle. That was one of my <laughs> thoughts. I mean, when it came out, I was like, whoa, they are not kidding around. That's like cartoon size <laughs> needle. And then mm -hmm. she doesn't know what to do with it. It just shows she's yeah. like, well, I guess I'll just try this because what's the worst that happened? It could happen because at this point, that's all that's I got. That's true. I, yeah, he's already dead, theoretically. I, so might as well try I something. I was like, I had no idea where to stick yeah. it. And she's like, well, maybe I'll just stick it where it's infected. I like, that's what I would have done. I have no idea. <laughs> like, do you put it in their vein? Do you put an IV? Like, you can't do any of that. So she just sticks it in where it hurts. <laughs> Makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, it's supposed to. Yeah, it's supposed to be an IV. I turned to my wife. I'm like, is that how they do it? Like, <laughs> what are we supposed to Because she's in healthcare. I was like, wait. And then she looked at me. She's like, I have no idea. <laughs> she's like, if it's not in an IV, she actually didn't know. So I think, who knows? But I feel like we we definitely need to have some kind of bill offerman type uh you know or nick offerman it's not bill but nick offerman type survivalist on the show to tell us what to i know do. i know i feel like uh like somebody who is medically trained needs to come on our show and explain some of this stuff to us because we're like i buy yeah. it i buy it it's fine um, <laughs> yeah exactly makes i'm sense. like 90 percent sure you're supposed to go in the butt <laughs> but like it's not steroids <laughs> man what are you talking about <laughs> not that i would know <laughs> like any big muscular group i'm pretty sure it's supposed to go there yeah, yeah. like but. You just want to say that on the show. <laughs> I did. <laughs> well, I know you too. Right, so, After eight yeah. episodes, straight back to back. I know you. So they drag <laughs> this uh, deer back to the uh, place where they were, and then the scene right before they dragged the the uh, the deer, they were actually showing meat, and they were like, "What is this? Venison?" And I'm thinking, "Oh, they got the deer there already," and then they drag the deer into the front door, and I'm like. Wait a second, what the hell just happened? I have no idea. All right, maybe they had spear deer lying around somewhere. But I was like, that doesn't make sense. But my brain was too much into what's happening to put it together. My brain was just like, all right, let's compartmentalize because that was kind of weird. Uh, and let's go on. And they do such a great shot, with a uh, great job with this shot because you see this happening and your brain is telling you this doesn't make sense. But this scene is so captivating that your brain is like, all right, I'll think about this later. Right. Because then like he comes in and then this little girl's like, we should kill him both. And then he just smacks the shit out of her. Right. Like he just will smith her so hard. Like will smith. <laughs> we were all thinking the same thing. <laughs> I'm dead. I was totally not expecting that slap. I have to say, like it really oh jolted me. I know. He smacked uh, her so hard. I feel like when she turns into a clicker, yeah. she'll still feel it. Like it's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, like when I was like taking notes to myself about this, I was like, are they eating venison or did this go all Walking Dead style? Yeah, yeah. Like that's what I wrote on the page. 
mm-hmm. that scene. Oh man, Suzette said that was Hannah's daddy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> it was yep. her daddy. Uh, but then that guy was like, "Listen, you may feel like you lost a father, but you don't. I am your father, right?" And he's kind of being on there. Now you're like, "Okay, maybe he's not a good guy. Maybe he's not super nice. Why would he nice to Ellie, but he's not nice to this young girl who is part of his flock?" Doesn't make sense to me, right? And my brain is trying to be like, what's going on here? Um, Rosie, what were your thoughts about that? Uh, very creepy. <laughs> um, but I was definitely taken <laughs> aback um, by the slap. But uh, it's so funny. Like, even though I played the game, the way that I processed the episode and like that scene was exactly how Neves just described it. Um, and I think like the slap was kind of a way to basically get the audience to focus on the slap as opposed to like, the situation with the food that was happening behind the scenes. Um, but like the, the crazy thing is like he slaps her and then he puts his hand out. Yeah. Right? Like that just seems so bizarre. Um, and I mean, what kind of, what kind of person would do that? It just, it didn't make any sense. It, so. it did feel like a very like abusive relationship where like somebody hits you and then they show yeah. you love afterwards. Right. To kind of like calm it down. And so yeah. you bond with the trauma. So you bond yeah. with the drama. Like a cult. Right. Like a cult. Listen, like a cult. listen. Weird. Listen, man. I might have, when I was young, hit my brother, and when he starts crying, I'm like, no, 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 don't cry. Mom's coming. Mom's coming. Don't cry. Don't cry. I might have done that once or twice, <laughs> but nothing like this. <laughs> nothing like this. <laughs> yeah. Well, for me, like you were saying before, you kind of hinted at, was this a good guy or a bad guy, right? Like there's a little bit of that. And for me, like when the slap happened, I'm like, oh, no, no, no. He's not a good no, guy. Like this is, yeah. this is the cue. This yeah. <laughs> No one's yeah. this nice in the apocalypse. April also says she noticed that everyone has small balls of steel, totally. but the minister had a huge plate of stew. So, hmm, interesting. So Correct. another another little clue yeah. that he's not a good guy. Uh, I like that. That's pretty good. Good catch, April. Um, and then they send out a party to get the girl and Joel. Wait, wait, quick, quick oh. thing. Did y'all notice how quiet the food hall was? Yes. When they came yeah. in? Very quiet. Yeah. Like pin drop silence. I think they knew what they were eating and what was going on. Like, there's no way they didn't know. And so, like, they just stared him down like, you did Oh, my God, Jazz, you're right. You mother No, no, Jazz, not only was it pin drop silence, but they were eating it so fast so that they could not have to think about what they're eating. Did you see how fast they were eating? Or taste it. Or taste it, yeah. Yeah, that's right. They were trying to hork it down as quick as they can. Oh, see, I just thought they did that because they were so hungry, but that That makes makes a lot of sense what you're saying. That makes more sense. Yeah, 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 totally. But the fact that they did that as they're bringing the deer in in that same scene, that's so crazy. Yeah, and they just stare in disbelief like, we're eating... We're not eating this. that. That's on the ground. We're yeah. Yeah. Alec. Like they connected it very quickly. Yeah. And yeah. Also, the other. No one said anything. The, it was The wild. other thing I connect, like after the fact, they were like, we can't bury your father because the ground's too hard. Why are they not burying the people? Yeah. Because they're eating. Ah! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that, I will say that's a legit thing up north that you, there's, you can't. There's a certain times of year where you can't bury people. But yeah, it's like hint, hint, hint folks. Hint. There's a lot of hints. As a southerner, I had no clue, so that's good to know. <laughs> yeah, I, I will. I will confirm that. I speak now from I'm near the uh, Canadian New Hampshire Maine border oh, up in the White Mountains. Nice. Um, but but yeah, no. But the way that when they first asked, "Oh, what's this?" and there was a pause before the guy said venison. Yep. Like there were, if now looking backwards, there were these little hints yep. throughout leading totally. up to it. But yeah, that lady would look at yeah. him like she mm-hmm. knew. 
Yeah. Yeah, she gave him a look. She gave him a look. She knew. <laughs> All right. Now there's a search party going out hunting for the girl. And Joel um, is still sick. He's still recovering. She hands him a knife and says, anybody comes here, you kill him. Joel's on his deathbed. He cannot move. He can't do anything. Uh, so she gets on the horse and she tries to lead them away. Um, she's really coming into her own, man, which is really good to see. Um, <laughs> I was right. like, okay, proud of you. And then she gets on the horse. She sh- shoots some gun bullets at her. And then she just runs away, tries to lead them away uh, from that place. And then they shoot the horse. <laughs> I could not believe it. That was wild. Yeah. I was like, oh. I felt like that was a very stupid use of a bullet. Yeah. Because, like, a horse is a good resource to have. Like, you don't just kill it. Like, yeah. these guys are stupid. But then again, they're <laughs> eating people. So maybe they can just eat a horse. <laughs> sure. But there's a better way to do it. Yeah. And, you know, you could use the horse for hunting later. Like, true. You don't have to kill the horse right here, right now. Like, if you're going to kill the horse, you're not good at strategy. Yo, but that's. That fall looked nasty. I was like, "Whoa!" I, I like how they showed it at the <laughs> end that it was like a fake horse because I was like, "Damn, that looked yeah. like it hurt." <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah. It did. All right, so then uh, David comes out again. They're trying to kill the girl because they're like, "She's just another mouth to feed. We don't freaking need her. Let her go, right? Or kill her." So Troy is about to kill her, and then David shoots the gun in the air. And I like how you call him Troy. I know, it's James. James, whatever. Troy's, Troy's the, the actor's actor. name. <laughs> Hi, I'm Troy McClure. You may remember me from. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so he's like, no, keep the girl alive. So he takes the girl back. Two guys drag the horse, and then three guys look for Joel. Um, masterfully done. Like, so much suspense. You're kind of like, oh, no, what's going to happen? She's caught. Joel can't move. And you're like, going out of your mind thinking where is this going what's going to happen now i want to know up till now how much is similar to the game when it comes to the horse and they looking for the search party and her leading them away how much uh of the game is still in the show right now so there is a lot that's similar here so basically you kind of um you you basically find people that are coming into this neighborhood and you kind of have to fend them off and this is the first time in the game that you change as a character from Joel to Ellie. And so there's actual like a, like a change in character. So um, before that was a thing, um, it, it happened. It was really, really cool. And so you're like, oh my God, I'm Ellie. And then you just kind of have to kind of figure stuff out. Um, and, you know, and she's like the, like the badass she is. She totally, um, you know, comes into the scene and into this, episode in a way that like definitely surpassed my expectations so it was pretty it was very similar but there were also a lot more guys there were they, they would come through like the the woodworks come through the fences it was, it was some scary stuff so it, they they captured that suspense it was so great. this is the first time you get to play as ellie in the game oh yeah. very cool i yeah. didn't know that that sounds pretty yeah. cool yeah that's pretty exciting because joel's out right yeah joel's, joel's knocked out right yeah yeah uh, xander what were your thoughts about this part so I haven't um, played the right. game, but I, I one thing I was wondering, they David said that they had escaped the Pittsburgh QZ. Right. Isn't Pittsburgh the city that the, I, I had heard was in the game as opposed to Kansas City from before? Yes. Or am I yes. messing that up? No, you're okay. correct. Right. So they, maybe they maybe they forgot to switch. So I was wondering show. if they forgot, forgot to switch, switch it. 
But then it, it also for me, I was like, oh, well, then these are these good guys or not good guys. Right. right? Like, because like, why did you escape? Were you part of the violence for that or not? Um, but I did love how, you know, Ellie's become our action hero now. Like, she's just going to take them all on herself. It doesn't matter her size or her age or whatnot. She's just like, that's it. I'm going for mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know how David in, I think, an earlier scene was like, go to go door to door. If you're so hungry for vengeance, deliver. Yes. I was like, that's a good line. I was like, what? That's a good line. It was like, yeah. what? Stone cold. Like, like, go uh, do it. This guy is not a good guy. Oh, man. This guy <laughs> is right. not good. So we get, are left with Joel in the basement. And you see like this guy coming in to the room, uh, James. Uh, and you see that he can see that there is a door behind the cabinet. So he pulls it, and then Joel's like, oh, crap, somebody's coming. And now I'm like, Joel can't move. What's going to happen? Um, I guess we're meant to think that, you know, sometimes when your life is in danger, the adrenaline pumps up and you you get that energy, right? Also, he's probably been out for like two days getting injected. I don't know. What's the timeline here? How mm-hmm. long have he been getting injected? At least two days. At least two days. All right. I think a couple of days. A couple of days mm-hmm. plus the uh, you know adrenaline. I'm gonna buy that. <laughs> I'm just gonna buy it. So he comes in. The the darkness all around. He can't find it. There's a fight. He stabs him in the neck, and then you just see the gruesomeness of just like blood coming out from the nose, blood coming from the mouth. His eyes are becoming like more red. Uh, great fight scene. Uh, and then you see Joel take out two more guys outside and just basically massacring these guys. I want to know what are your thoughts about Joel suddenly back into kill mode? We'll start with Xander. So two episodes ago when Maria was saying to Ellie, like, do you sure you know who you're with? Like, do you really know who Joel is? Right. Um, and then Ellie says this line about like, well, I know, yes, he's killed people, but he doesn't kill innocent people anymore was something she said. And then this scene, it's just like, this must have been what Maria was talking about. This is all mm-hmm. I could think of here. Literally this. Uh. <laughs> Joel's not as good of a guy as we think also, man. Raz, what are you, uh, Razi, what are your, t- what are your thoughts? Yeah, no worries. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, Raz and Jazz. Oh, I think we have a new show. Oh, hey, don't, oh. Oh, hey, don't try to get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think I think it was great. I mean, finally, honestly, like so the game itself is very much built on stealth. And one of my friends, one of my really good friends I grew up with, hates the game because of this fact that it's all about stealth. It's like stealth in the zombies, that doesn't make any sense. Um so <laughs> so, so anyway, I mean I thought it was like such a like a uh, like a, a tease from the game that they just like pulled pulled straight from and like uh, Joel like stabs a dude to the neck. Then, like afterwards, the two other guys, like he just ambushes them and takes them out. Like that's straight, straight up from the game. That those types of scenes, I should say. But then when he um, gets them into a room and ties them up, oh, like that the interrogation. is interrogation. That is brutal. Mm-hmm. Brutal. Yeah. That interrogation yeah. was wild. And then the fact that like he just kills them, and then the other guys like, why would you do that? He told you the truth. And he's like, yeah, I know. Boom. Joel, dude. Yeah. I was like, I got out of my seat. My wife's like, be quiet. The kids are sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Suzette's comments. Suzette in the comments. Yeah, Yeah, she's saying Joel regressed back to the early days of the apocalypse. 
I wasn't mad at it, TBH. <laughs> yeah, like this is what it is. This is Joel's violent nature. You know how they're talking about nature the entire time? Like, you know, oh, I'm a violent person, but, you know, I've been uh, calming it and yada yada because of scripture. Yeah, no, this is Joel's violent nature, and he is not merciful. He's not second-guessing anything. He's like, nope, Ellie's in trouble. Goodbye. Damn, Joel was on a mission, man. Joel was on a mission. And as April says, it all stems from Joel's trauma. I know. Yes. Mm -hmm. Man, that was a wild scene, man. That was a wild scene. I did not expect that to go. But. Oh, yeah. Over in the other area where uh, we have Ellie, she's locked in a cage. And the preacher is trying to talk to her and saying things like, you know, um, I'm going to help you. I stopped them from killing you. You can be part of it. You are a natural born leader. You are smart, loyal, but also violent. Right. I was like, hmm, interesting. So he's like, all these other people are like sheep, but you're not because you're violent and I need you with me. And I'm just like, I need a friend. I need a friend. And I'm like. This motherfucker, how old are you, bro? <laughs> how old is this guy? Talking to a little girl about being his friend. I was like, something don't look right here. Uh, my spider senses were singling. <laughs> I was like, no. Yep. This is not right. Yeah. Um, but I do like the part that he added that she's violent because people say that they're trying to make um, Ellie look like she is also evil. I don't think Ellie is evil because I don't think she is doing anything evil. I just think she she is a little violent. And in a world where she grew up, mm-hmm. that makes a lot of sense. That makes a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we get into some of the bigger parts, just about their conversation between the preacher and Ellie, before the real action goes down, wanted to get some of your thoughts. Xander, uh, want to go first? I mean, yeah, as this entire episode built, uh, David just got creepier and creepier in my mind. Mm-hmm. And I'm with you. The fact that he's all like, hey, I need a friend here. And I'm like, there is no, uh, this is what is happening with this difference. <laughs> but I also think it's super interesting how we've now seen in several episodes, how people recognize in Ellie that she's a leader, but then seem to want to use her for their own ends. Um, to accomplish their goals. So back in the training camp, it's sort of, I don't know, to keep peace and order in, in the in the school. And, you know, th- maybe he hopes that Ellie can help him out one day, the the captain. But here, captain it's Bong. like, he wants her for something. What is it? What is it? And then, of course, we find out later. But yeah, it creeped me out. <laughs> April says her poor mother-in-law, who is a minister, came in when the scene was happening. <laughs> uh, <laughs> awkward. awkward. I'm sorry, April. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> I'm sure that's really traumatic and whatnot, but it's just funny to us at this point. That, like, that, <laughs> that sucks. That funny. Uh, but I did, even though what he was saying was super creepy, there's a part of me was like, yo, what he's saying is kind of makes a lot of sense and is almost poetic in a way, right? Because he's talking about how these people need God. I need an equal. So he's saying like he's using God and religion to control people, but he's too smart for it. He's using it for his own will. And she knows, he knows that she's too smart for it also, and that she could be his equal in that. And the other thing he says is that he didn't find God in the apocalypse. He found God in the curlcep. How, how do you pronounce that? Cordyceps. 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 like the cordyceps aren't evil. Right. They're just trying to breed and grow and protect their own. And they do it out of love. And I'm just like, whoa, I I never thought about it that way. And that's creepy. See, my issue with that is one, how can you say 
cordyceps are one not evil like they have no emotions or autonomy or sentience and then in the next sentence say oh they love each other that's true mm. well i guess like yeah, like, yeah but <laughs> i think it's like in, in the sense of nurturing, nurturing right like a nurturing animal like a, yeah right? i think it's more of that like a plant yeah. nurtures its fruits right it's, and they're not like sentient so i guess like maybe in that kind of way because all, all, all of nature has a defense <laughs> mechanism right even if it's like a cactus has pricks right it protects itself so i think he meant it maybe in that kind of way i don't know who knows? well in that kind of way though then that really ties into the like what is joel doing he's protecting as right. well like this whole thing is about like how mm-hmm. people respond mm-hmm. and protect and i remember hearing um neil Druckmann, so the, the the creator of the game interview and he says this whole story is about love so my ears mm-hmm. really perked up when they mentioned the cordyceps and the love connection there because then also mm-hmm. david says later like we'll see what joel does you that's what a father does for people that, that these are kinds of actions they take and like all these people are doing all of these things supposedly out of love and I guess the cordyceps are too, but I just thought Everyone it was an interesting dies. tie-in. Dude, this comment just blew me away. Uh, what's even more disturbing is that dude was a teacher. The fact that he's a oh, teacher. Yeah, totally. Oh, yeah, teacher to preacher. Teacher to preacher. Is but that like, corny because it rhymes? But the yeah. fact that he is talking this way to a child and he was a teacher, that's even in the real world before the apocalypse, he must have been a gross dude. That's nasty. Yep. yep. Uh, uh. And poor April, because her mother-in-law is also a teacher. Uh, April, you should come back for next week. Uh, I think that's it. April, don't episode, stop watching the show with people. April, just like, watch it alone. <laughs> it's like the next person that walks in is like uh, whatever happens in next week's episode. It's like every person. It's like, oh no, oh man. All right, then we get to the part where. Ellie's like letting him touch his hand and she's and he's like you're feeling and you're like Ellie what are you doing what are you doing and then she <laughs> breaks his finger and then like yeah he goes up to her and he goes like watch what I tell them now he's like yeah you know what you tell you this little girl just broke your fucking finger <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that what are your thoughts with Ellie's back clap <laughs> clap back yeah no it was it was awesome. Um, and the way that like something clicked, it looked like in her, in her eyes, so to speak. And he put his hand on the bars and then she looked at them just ever so slightly. And then she started to put her hand there. I'm like, okay, clearly she's up to something, but what? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, no, it was great. It was great. All right. So at this point, Joel is sneaking around and after killing three people, when he was like on his deathbed, now he like killed three people. Now he's sneaking around all these places. And I'm like, okay, great. Joel's going to save her. She's going to get saved by Joel. And then (laughs) you're like, okay, cool. I'm feeling a little better now. And then Ellie also seems to get away. Um, I think what happened was, is this before or after the... uh, cleaver thing i think it's after the cleaver thing right this before no 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 it's before before yeah before so joel goes into the room where they're draining the meat of the book yeah yeah james yeah yes (laughs) i'm doing this too yeah 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 we're all doing it yeah (laughs) so wait who was it joel or so james and david go into the room right and as she's leaving he's she uh, ellie yells back at him what are you gonna do chop me up into little pieces Right, he's like, and he he basically repeats that back. Then he comes back in, 
with uh, David, or David comes back in with James, and they open the cage and they drag her out and throw her on the table. Right. And then just as they're about to like raise the cleaver, she says yeah. she's Ellie's infected. Like, I'm infected. And then she's like, yep. "You are she too now because she bit him." Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So that throws everybody so, for a loop. Like we, the then, audience, know what's up, but you know that he's thinking, yeah. "Oh crap!" But it's also like, yeah. "Wait, she survived." And then Troy's like, "No, those are like real bites." And then she takes the cleaver and literally just chops him in the neck, like, right? And, okay, that's when I woke up the kid. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, hey, look, David was on thin ice anyway, as Troy James, yeah, whatever yeah. his name is, Trames, uh, was Trames. Uh, implying <laughs> from before, right? So when that happened, I was like, oh, David is just going to go down completely fighting here because he was like, this is it. Because either he's gone because he's bitten yeah. or he's gone because no one, like everyone questions his power already. Right. Um, and then all of a sudden, Psycho knife cleaver style uh, <laughs> interrupts that, that was wild that was some psycho <laughs> like exactly like, yeah. i did not expect him to go that yeah. way um because i mean i know that he his character may not have lasted many episodes but since he is evident such a part of the the last of us yeah, kind of, yeah. You know, whole thing i was like wow okay but you know go out strong <laughs> memorable to say man the least. just wanted to eat venison man <laughs> that's all he wanted <laughs> Yeah, venison. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. So while this is happening, Joel's sneaking around. He finds her backpack, but then he also sees streaks of blood where people's carcasses are hanging upside down with no necks. They're pretty much zabia in them and <laughs> making sure that they're halal. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> oh, God. Listen, if you're going to oh, eat people, man. make sure you cut it zabia style, man. You got to drain all the blood out. I got to make it halal as possible. Oh, my God. <laughs> So then you're like, oh crap, this is crazy. These people are wild. Jazz just left. He's like, what the hell? He can't. He's like, what? I don't know where this conversation is going. Oh man. I'm out. (laughs) But listen, Ellie, Ellie, she's got that dog in her, man. She is a violent person. And was she violent or was she was she was she what she was violent out of necessity, right? So it was one of those things that's happening. Um and then this guy starts chasing her, right? He's chasing her everywhere. And um, she has this, like, fire stick. And I don't mean, like, the Amazon fire stick to let you watch other stuff. I meant, like... Yeah, some embers. Yeah, some embers, yeah. right? And she throws it. And yeah. I'm like, damn, yeah. what a dumb throw. <laughs> like she completely missed. But then, like, you see the whole place getting on fire. So in my head, I'm thinking, oh, Joel's going to see the fire and come rescue her. So this fight breaks out. And it's a, it's a dog fight. It's a dog fight. And you're like, okay, she's going to try to get away. And then he's going to catch her. And then Joel's going to come in. Then this guy, now he starts talking about what he really wants to do with her. And he goes, oh, no, don't you know? The fighting is the part that I like the most. Holy crap was that gross. That was so gross. And then I'm like, okay, Joel's going to come in and save her. Bro, no, she saved herself. She went ape shit on him, and she just half, 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 and then you just see the um, the acting in that scene is incredible because you can see her going from scared <laughs> to just something just snapped in her, and she snaps in a way you're like, oh shit, she's never gonna be the same Ellie again. She's never gonna be the little girl reading yeah. off puns and giggling. Like this is wild. Okay. Now I got to get your thoughts on that because that was insane. So Xander, why don't you start it off? 
<laughs> so I don't know if you noticed, but like as she kept kind of doing her thing, yeah. um, it this the the image started to get fuzzy. Yeah, yeah. There was the fuzziness of yeah. the smoke. There was the fuzziness of like the blood flying everywhere. And I think they actually purposely made it just a tinge out of focus. And I thought that was just really cool because it um, brought you into like what her mind was doing, as you were saying, right? Like this is a real turning point, and it shows that it I mean, truly blind rage not really knowing what you're doing or what's happening but just that was everything all of her energy at that moment and kind of left herself and i think it was really great how they um directed that scene to, to visually for the audience to kind of take us off kilter yeah mm-hmm. rosie what about you yeah i thought you know when he said earlier you have a violent heart i know i should know i have a violent heart like when i saw this scene I just saw pure savagery. I was just chills all throughout my body. Like I remember the dining hall scene in the game. I remember the tenseness of that whole scene. And like, I felt it all over again, but like it in a way that now as a father, like I would have beaten the person to a pulp, right? Like I, I, Mm -hmm. I looked at it completely from a different perspective and it was just so like chilling because there are people like th- like that out there in the world oh, and it's God. you know mm-hmm. and we don't even have a cordyceps and uh whatever right um a, a zombie apocalypse and so there are people that are either walking the streets or whatever that are like this and it's it's disgusting right and so uh, in the trauma that people feel they will never ever ever be the same again um and obviously we want to support those types of people but Man, this this got me all the feels and more feels later uh, when, when we get to that. Mm, Jazz, what yeah. about you? I mean, they said it perfectly. Like, I felt rage when he was on top of her. Like, I felt angry. And then even though she went pure savagery when killing him, I was like, you know what? Okay. This guy deserves it. I, I'm okay with this kind of anger and no, violence. He right definitely now. deserves it. But like you shouldn't be. Like, but like I was at that point I was just like, yeah, all right. I don't It kind of circled back to something he said to her earlier though, right? Where she's she yelled at him, You're an animal, right after she saw yeah. the, the ear on the ground. Mm. And then he, he said something along the lines of, Yes, but we all are at some yeah. point. And so it was mm. that visceral uh just anger just all just anger. pure rage and rightfully so i mean that is some ptsd stuff right that is crazy she's never mm-hmm. going to be the same again and there's so much trauma that just happened with her and then as she walks out joel for the first time in like 10 years calls her call somebody baby girl which is what he used to call his daughter and to see someone go through that much trauma and so much ptsd and then joel just grabs her and calls, hugs her and calls her baby girl. Like, oh my God, I felt that. Because we saw as an audience <laughs> what she'd just been through. And like, if you have a kid, I don't have a kid, but I'm sure like if you have a kid and they've been through anything, you just want to hug them and call them baby girl and just like hold them tight, right? Even if they had like the smallest bruise or somebody said a mean thing about them. But imagine them going through something like that. Just, bro, I really, really was like, I don't know, man. I was left without words because that was such a moving scene. Um, Rezi, I'm sorry, but I got to go with you first. I know you got, uh, I know you got daughters, man. Uh, (laughs) yeah, I got a baby girl and I got a baby boy. Um, that was the most powerful scene in the show. I, I definitely got emotional as soon as he said it. So what happens is he, he like 
you see her and then you see an arm reach out and you actually don't know who it is. Um, and then it's Joel and then he sees her and he's, she's just completely just distraught and he sees the look on her face and he just knows that she's been through hell. And when you look at your kid and you know that they've been through something, yeah, obviously you want to, you want to hug them and tell them, you know, that everything's going to be all right in the world. Um, whatever it might be right. It could be, uh, you know, a stub toe or, you know, I broke my Lego, no, it's <laughs> but, true. but whatever it might be, right. You know, you want to make sure that they feel okay and you try to comfort them to the best that you can. Um, but the, the scene was just so powerful, so powerful. And, and when he said baby girl after 20 years, I, I, I lost no. it. As mm-hmm. I'm sure I, I couldn't even said. imagine. Like I remember my niece fell down the stairs and she had a bruise. I couldn't even look at her without tearing up because the bruise was so like big. Right. And it, you can't see, you just, it just hurts to see kids you love to be in any kind of pain. So that was really tough. Uh, Xander, you want to talk about uh, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I just, I agree with, with Rosie. It, it was such an emotional scene. And um, it's, again, like what he had done to get to that mm-hmm. point, like all of the people he killed, the, the torture seat, all the other things that happened, you, that is the raw love of a parent. Mm-hmm. And, and so that moment was just the culmination from her side, right? She's coming in of everything she's been through on her side to then try and help Joel. And then he's doing everything he can to survive to help her because as she reminded him the previous episode, right? That she's completely screwed without him. And yeah, it just felt like so much from what we've seen from the last few episodes coming together right at that moment. And then of course, right before we go to now the, the finale for next week, I... I my heart cannot take this anymore. Right? Like each episode, I'm like, can it be worse? Right? So much pulling, oh, yes, the crying, the screaming, the on the edge yeah. of my seat. Like, what's gonna happen? Ah, it's yeah, gonna get oh. worse. It's like that. Y'all are not prepared. Oh my god, <laughs> you are not prepared for next. It's week. like that song. If you're creeping, don't let me know. Like, I just don't want to know. <laughs> I just don't want to know. Right? Yeah, like I, I, yeah, I can't take it. It's so intense every week. I'm glad there's a week between. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Jazz, what are your thoughts? <laughs> Whew. Um, really, Rosie and Xander said it best. They did, like, they did. Yeah, like, they they know what that love is as a parent. We're not parents, like, so, like, that is what it is. And I also want to go back to what Xander said earlier about the camera not being completely in focus. But then once she's out, they do refocus everything. And it was just such a good way of showing clarity in that moment. And I was like, oh, this is cool. This is cute. I love this. That was so, yeah. that was really good. No, this episode was insane. Uh, the fact that they shot it in February in Calgary, like I know that must have hurt. <laughs> that must hurt because like when she's shooting yeah. the rifle, she takes her glove off with her hand and she touches the, the gun. I was like, I could see like how cold her hands were and like how red they were getting. And then yeah. you could see some of the actors, like I think Troy and the guy who plays David, their nose were red. They were like red. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was. So cold. Right, yeah. That was that was a rough shoot. That was probably a very rough shoot. Yeah, I was thinking to myself <laughs> that okay, my go bag for the apocalypse needs gloves because there were way too many people <laughs> yes. in these scenes that did not have gloves and looked way too yeah. cold. Yeah, Definitely. I remember when she was going out and collecting snow. I was like, ooh, my hands were cold. I was like, ooh, ah, warm. It was a lot. It was a lot. Um, that was really cool. Um, one thing that I did learn at the end of this episode, this 
episode was directed by a Persian guy. His name is Ali Abbasi. He's from Tehran, and he's gotten nice. several awards, including seven European film awards. And he has two movies that were, wow. uh, I think, displayed at wow. uh, Cannes or Canes. Uh, I think uh, one was called Shelley, one was called Border, and the other one's called Holy Spiders. So he is pretty renowned. I think in Sweden, a lot of these movies are uh, are made. So really, really cool. Awesome to see someone Muslim doing some directing on a show at this caliber, which was really, really cool. Um, so I'm really, really proud of this episode. I really, really love this episode. I also kind of hate this episode. Not going to lie. <laughs> Part of me hates it. Uh, I mean, you can feel gross about this episode and still love it. Yeah, like, yeah. You're supposed to feel gross about it. Like, it's not a good topic. Like, it, it's good. Yeah, like, yeah. you feeling that way. Well, well, let's go around the room and talk about everyone's final thoughts on this episode and uh, what we expect for next episode. So, um, Zender, let's oh, start Oh, we can't you. talk about next episode. Oh, we can't? All right. Uh, okay. I was going to say, oh, you guys can't talk about it. Me and Zender can talk about you it. You two can. Yeah, you two, two can. can. Yeah. Speculate. <laughs> Well, uh, gosh, I mean, as I said before, just the roller coaster that we've been on with these episodes, I mean, and the tone difference between last episode and this one, how the last episode ended. Now we have this episode from tonight. It's, is there, are they ever going to find peace? Well, if they do, we don't have a rest of a show, but I don't, I just really don't know where it's going to go. And I haven't felt like that with the show in, in a long time. Um, and I haven't, it's maybe it's because I haven't watched the game, but I'm like, they, we've already been through the ringer so much. What could possibly be next? I, I don't know. Um, we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, like I said before, I have a love-hate relationship with the show. I think this episode was amazing. <laughs> May not rewatch this episode. This is not one of the episodes that I would rewatch. <laughs> so it was really, really great. I think the cinematography is amazing. I think the direction was amazing. The pacing was so good in this episode where you're just like on the edge of your seat the whole time. When it was over, I thought it was over too quickly. I was like, is it over already? It was so fast. And I really, really enjoyed this episode. Don't need to watch it again. <laughs> That's my only thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because so much yeah. of the horror aspect of the of this show has not been in the gore. Yeah, and mm. it's been in the psychological twists or the interpersonal mm-hmm. stuff. And sure, there's like there's been the the the, the clickers and the cordyceps and whatnot. But then it's like they took a whole season's worth and put it in tonight. Yeah, <laughs> we got all of the the blood and gore of of a zombie show, but a season's worth in one night. There were no zombies in this. Yeah, like, I just realized. Yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah, they're not, yeah, that's right. I'm thinking like The Walking Dead, like the whole governor uh, season. Yeah, that's one episode here. Like you're absolutely right. They packed a whole season of what The Walking Dead would do into one episode of The Last of Us, and completely yeah. cannibals. Completely everything. Yeah, <laughs> and they made it better. And they made it better. That's yeah, right. I, I I don't know how I don't know how they can keep doing it. I mean, I know where it's gonna go, but at the same time, like I love how. I mean, the, the writing's beautiful. I mean, and acting, the cinematography, everything. Everything about this show is just so beyond what any fan would ever expect out of, like, any type of video game genre turned into, like, a movie or a show. Um, but this is exactly what it needed. And it has, like, the care that fans really, really had been hoping for. Um, and it's really just something special. So I think, like, I agree. And with Neves, like... I, I, it was really good, but I wouldn't rewatch it. Mm-hmm. I think it, in terms of like my ranking, it's totally taken it all over the place. I don't even know anymore, but like, I feel this is definitely my top one or two uh, because it was just so well done. And I think even just like 
the like the badassery throughout by Ellie. Like really, she came in, into herself as a badass. Um, but then you know, like Joel kind of re, you know coming back into this father figure and it kind of accepting it. Um, you know, it's it's something that is done such in such a beautiful way despite their horror and and trauma. Yeah. I really also like the way that the episode right before this episode, we saw her at her least jaded. She was in the mall. Yeah. She was goofing around. She was being a kid, almost a kid before the apocalypse, right? And it was so good totally. to see her like that. And now in this episode, what a contrast. It was wild. It's almost jarring to see that. Um, mm-hmm. Great episode, man. I'm really happy for it. Jazz, what were your thoughts? And then we're going to wrap it up. I was going to go to the comments because, again, Ruzzy, Xander, and you, you nailed it. Like, I, where are they going to go with this? I know where they're going to go with it. I'm so glad we have a week in between. Because Wait, that means next week most... we don't have a episode? No episode next week? No, no, no. Like, oh, like yeah, I mean, like, a, a full seven days. A week until to the next digest. Episode. Yeah, yeah, got it. Yeah, because. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we that. man. Yeah. What's about to happen? I can't binge watch this show. No way. No, no, no. Yeah. If you binge watch a show, you would not get the same feels. I'm glad they're doing this as a weekly It'll be release. like drinking from the fire hose. Uh, it's just too much. <laughs> yeah. Um, bring tissues next week. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, bring tissues next week. 100%. That's all yeah. I can say. Oh, my yeah. heart can't take it anymore. All right, man. No. That's all right. <laughs> I can't. Uh, oh, yeah. Take some heart medication, too. Whatever y'all take. Yeah, definitely do I that, too. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I need to soundproof my kids' bedrooms. Yeah. So yeah. If yes. I scream or if I say yes. something, they're not going to wake all up. All right, right. Yeah. Well, listen, guys. Thank you so much for being on the show. Everyone in the comments, April, Suzette, Ruby was here for a little bit, I think. Uh, thank you so much. <laughs> April, please stop having people walk into the most horrible scenes you're watching. <laughs> Especially not your mother-in-law. <laughs> I'm dead. Put your mother-in-law in like a, a different room when you're watching this show. And, and Suzette had some joke comments. So thank you, Suzette, for watching all your comments. And everybody on Spotify and um, uh, Apple Podcast will be dropping this episode tomorrow morning. Uh, don't forget to review us. Uh, get us some reviews. Don't forget to like, share, comment, subscribe. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We always post every and TikTok, and TikTok every Monday, uh, no, every Sunday, ten thirty p.m. Eastern. We do the The Last of Us. Tuesday we do The Bachelor, ten thirty p.m. Eastern, and Wednesday we do The Mandalorian, ten thirty p.m. Eastern. So just join us for any one of those. We do nerd, we do reality, we do horror, we do it all. And before we go, we gotta have Xander uh, let us know where you can find you. At Have Law Will Travel on Twitter. Yes, Have Law spelled yes, uh, H V Law H-V. Will Travel. Does that mean Harvard Law? Are you just being modest? Is that what that H V stands for? <laughs> No, I teach at another okay. school in Boston. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the better school. Yeah, Northeastern oh, okay. Husky Pride. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. All right, all right, cool. Thank you so much for joining us, people. If you want, go follow Xander. She's amazing. She has so much knowledge. She knows so much. I'm gonna keep her on my uh, Rolodex in case I ever need some law help. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> <laughs> You never know what kind of problems we might run into here on Salam Nerds. It's good to have us a few lawyers on the rosters. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for joining us, and we'll see you guys next week. And until next time, guys, Salam Nerds. Peace.
Thanks.